You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Thanks for tuning into the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and I am happy that once again, you have decided to spend just a little bit of your time with me. So let's get right into this. I was watching uh, an interview that Mike Pence uh, did with uh, a news outlet where he was praising the Supreme Court for striking down the use of affirmative action in college admissions, where race was only one of the factors in determining admission. He said uh, that it was right because, he says, we want to move towards a more colorblind society. So, I said to myself, self, myself said, hmm, can society truly be colorblind? Is it possible to live in a world where no one sees color? Now, if you are an optimist like I am, you would say, sure, we can get to that place. After all, anything is possible, right? But is it probable? Is it likely? that America will ever be colorblind. So as I was doing research on this, I came across an article uh, in um, the, an online magazine called Quartz, and it was written by a Jamie Woods, and she wrote this back in 2014 um, during the Ferguson uh, protest and all of that stuff. But I found that even now in 2023, that this is still relevant. And I'm going to read some excerpts from her article. And she starts off by saying, people who refuse to be colorblind are accused of playing the race card and of being an obstacle to achieving a post-racial society. However, many of us who walk around every day in black and brown bodies know full well from personal experience that our country is not post-racial and won't be for a very long time, if ever. We know that colorblindness is a dangerous myth, one that leads some white people and some people of color 
into thinking that if we ignore race and focus on character, then everything will self-correct. That we can finally start the intense healing our country needs to erase the deep open wounds and scars whipped into us by centuries of slavery, legalized racism, Jim Crow, and deeply embedded institutionalized racism. We know that unfortunately, colorblindness simply doesn't work. Colorblindness doesn't work because school teachers have lower expectations for the learning potential and academic success of students of color, especially black or African-American students based on nothing more than skin color. Students of color, especially black boys, are disciplined by school administrators more harshly and more frequently than their white counterparts, even at the preschool level. Black students in all grades are suspended and expelled three times more often than white students. Higher suspension and expulsion rates correlate to higher dropout rates and are a component of the school-to-prison pipeline in many low-income communities of color. Colorblindness doesn't work because potential employers discriminate against job applicants with African-American-sounding names like Lakeisha and Jamal. Applicants with white-sounding names like Emily and Greg receive more callbacks after sending out fewer resumes and presumably are hired more often. This is true even when the content of the resumes are identical, but only the names are different. Black applicants know that having a name that hints at dark skin carries a giant risk that their resumes will be ignored, even if they hold an advanced degree. So they scrub their resumes of any information that could potentially identify them as being non-white to increase their chances of being offered an interview. Colorblindness doesn't work because even when people of color are hired, their work product is perceived negatively compared to work from their white colleagues based solely on skin color. Even law firms suffer from this bias, despite having an even better understanding that most businesses, better understanding than most businesses, about what constitutes racial discrimination in the workplace. Law firm partners rated memos as being more poorly written with with weaker legal analysis and noticed more typos when told that the memo was drafted by an attorney of color. The same memo was regarded much more highly as having stronger legal analysis with fewer typos noticed when the partners were told that it was drafted by a white attorney. Hmm. 
Colorblindness doesn't work because some doctors care for patients differently based on skin color. People of color, women especially, receive less attention and lower quality treatment for pain symptoms than white people. And even if adequate pain medication is prescribed, low-income people of color have a much harder time filling prescriptions at pharmacies. Black children are 39% less likely than white children to receive pain medications, even with similar medical situations. The only difference is skin color. Colorblindness doesn't work because our society's ideas of beauty, particularly female beauty, hold up whiteness as the standard to be desired. Dark skin and unprocessed ethnic hair are not celebrated the way blue eyes and European features are. Psychology Today magazine even published a research article by an evolutionary psychologist that purported to scientifically examine the psychologist's opinion that black women are less attractive than other women. The same article also stated that black people are less intelligent than other people. The article was deleted from the website after public outcry. And we've, I've, I've actually seen like a talk show, and I think it might have been the Oprah Winfrey show a long time ago, where uh, some, some doctor had said that black people are less intelligent than uh, white people. This list of examples, while not exhaustive, does suggest quite strongly that colorblindness simply doesn't work. At least, not yet. People of color cannot expect to be judged solely on merit when everyday interactions are fraught with race-based discrimination because some people aren't, in fact, being colorblind, but are instead making decisions and assumptions based primarily on skin color to the detriment of non-white people. Think back to the examples above. Doctors and teachers, for example, tend to be people who want to help others, especially children, not hurt them. So it's clear that racism based on skin color is not always a conscious, explicit choice. We don't live in a post-racial world because even when people want to act without prejudice and condemn overt racism, the vast majority of people still fall prey to the conditioned implicit bias against blackness that American culture plants and nurtures inside us, especially inside of non-minorities. So I ask again, can we be colorblind? It's possible. But is it probable? I'll tell you this story. Uh, I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. 
and uh, I've been here going on uh, November of this year, will be two years here. One day I was in my garage because I chose this place. I bought a condo. I had sold my, my four-bedroom single-family home. And I downsized. I figured, you know, I don't want to keep going upstairs. I don't want to keep mowing grass and all of that stuff. So I bought a condo. And this condo, which is one of the reasons why I bought it, even though it's an older building, uh, it is. it came with a garage, which most condos don't. And it came with... Um, I mean, personal garages, not just a big garage, but personal garages. And it came with a uh, storage storage uh, unit. And so one day I was in my garage doing something. Uh, I can't even remember. I think it was something with my car or something like that. And out the corner of my eye, I see this white lady peeping at me from the next building. Now, I had noticed her there and I had just ignored her at first because I thought to myself, you know, maybe something's wrong with her and, you know, she'll go away. But she didn't. And when I turned my head to look at her, she jumped back into her garage. But I could still see her peeping at me. As if, what is he doing here? As if I got to watch him because he might be up to no good. Now, I paid a, I paid a pretty penny for this condo. Wasn't cheap. Um, and I am not a criminal. I'm not, you know, none of that. Never been arrested, thank God, for anything. But it just made me feel like, you know, almost unwanted. Now, I'm the type of person, guys, and I think you know by now, I don't let things like that bother me because, you know, I don't, I just, I just don't let things like that get too close to me. But it was just, you know, just her peeping and she had this look like, hmm, like, what are you doing? What are you, almost like, you don't belong here. Can we be colorblind? Hmm. I want to play this clip because I was um, going, I was on my page and uh, I thank God for my, my, uh, my followers. And one of my followers had posted this video and um, I wanted to talk about it uh, because I am a Christian and I just don't say that lightly because, you know, some people claim to be Christian, but they are not. And I heard my pastor, who is a white man, say a while ago that racism is a sin. You cannot claim to love God. You cannot claim to be a Christian. You cannot claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ and be a racist. It is impossible. God has no respect of persons. And we shouldn't have respect of persons either. Jesus said, by this, they will know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. You cannot be a Christian and be a racist. I want to play this clip that someone gave me. I was thinking about, you know, this political atmosphere 
and how it's so toxic. Every time I go on, you know, Twitter and, and it's Twitter is is the main place. It's so much hatred and vitriol. And it's always Republican against Democrat. It's always, you know, like, you know, people making, you know, these weird and outlandish statements. And I want to play this. This is a pastor of a church. This is supposed to be a man of God in his church. And this is what he's, he's preaching in his church. Take a listen. A Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons that butcher babies and hate this nation. They hate this nation. Get mad all you want to. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you throw tomatoes, praise God. I'm about to throw a microphone up in his house. CNN can eat my dirty socks. You cannot be a Democrat and a Christian. You cannot. Somebody say amen. The rest of you, get out. Get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. I ain't playing your stupid games. Bunch of devils. I'm sick of it. They want to talk about the insurrection. Mm. Let me tell you something. You ain't seen the insurrection yet. You keep on pushing our buttons, you low-down, sorry, compromisers. You God-hating communist America. You'll find out what an insurrection is because we ain't playing your garbage. We ain't playing your mess. My Bible says that the church of the living God is an institution that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the Bible says that we'll take it by force. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. You cannot be a Christian and be a Democrat. They are godless demons is what this man is preaching in his pulpit. And, 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 and you heard the crowd. Oh, they went wild. This is the reason there is such hatred in our political system. But I don't subscribe to that. That's a lie from the pit of hell because my faith in Jesus Christ does ha it has nothing to do with politics. And then you heard he tells any Democrats that's in his church to get out. This is the reason right here that there is so much hatred and vitriol. And it's un. True, just because you may have a difference of opinion than me does not mean that you are my enemy. Now, I normally vote Democrat. Do I agree with everything that Demo Democrats do? No, I don't. But for the most part, for, for what they believe in, for the, for the most part, I do. There are some things that I do not. Just like I believe that there are some Republicans that are Republicans that don't agree with every single thing that the Republicans are saying, especially now. Especially now, because as I understand it now, there are Trump Republicans and then there are the regular Republicans. I think Trump's team, they call them rhinos, Republicans in name only, I think is what they call them. You're not my enemy. We are not enemies because we have a difference of opinion.
Just because you think differently from me, I don't believe that you are godless. I mean, I heard that and I watched that and I just thought to myself, oh my God, this is supposed to be a man of God. Now listen, I agree that that preachers and that people of God should not be settling for, for everything. Because when you call yourself a Christian, and if you are a true Christian, then you need to act like you are. But this kind of stuff, that ain't Christian to me. This is why you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself. You got to know his word to stand clear of people like this. Because if you don't, you heard all them people jumping up and screaming, yes, hallelujah. And because some of them believe it. Some of them believe that, that, that there is a war, a political war. Republicans against Democrats, Democrats against Republicans. And it used to not be that way. There have always been Republicans and Democrats. There have always been different political opinions. And yet they found a way to work together. And here's another thing that I want to say. Just because that someone disagrees with you, that doesn't mean they hate you. Just because somebody has a, uh, or, or doesn't agree with, with, with something uh, in your life or, or a way that you have decided that you are going to live your life, that doesn't mean that they are your enemy, that they hate you. Stop thinking that if somebody's not praising you, then they're hating on you. Simply not true. Because everybody has a right to live their lives the way they, they want. And as I said before, you'll answer for it. There will be a day that you will stand before God and you will answer for the life that you lived on this earth. That's my time. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.